Welcome to the Civil War Regiments Podcast, here to provide you with the reading of accounts of the common soldiers of the American Civil War, giving insight into the daily lives of the soldiers through diaries and more. The primary source of these entries are from the outstanding Time Life series, Voices of the Civil War. Today's account is from Voices of the Civil War, The Seven Days, an entry by Private John Hatton of the 1st Maryland Confederate Artillery. Hatton was severely wounded in the left arm while manning an artillery piece at the Battle of Mechanicsville, Virginia, on June 26, 1862. In a post-war memoir, he recalled the circumstances of his removal from the battlefield to a Richmond hospital. Because both armies quickly moved on after the fighting, many of the wounded were left untended, awaiting makeshift arrangements and, in Hatton's case, the kindness and care of local citizens. Here follows his account. After the troops passed on from the Mechanicsville battlefield, we the wounded were gathered up on the hospital details, placed in ambulances, and carried to the cars to be transported to Richmond. When the train arrived, the cars were too much crowded with the wounded to accommodate us, and we were left over for the next trip. When we were left alone and helpless, we suffered for water and attention, which we could not render each other. We knew that there was plenty of nice, cool, and clean water a few hundred yards away in a stream we could almost see in a small gully. But it may as well have been on the moon as far as it was contributing to our comfort. We had to remain on our backs, were placed upon the ground, not having our burning thirst quenched, nor the dust and powder of the battlefield washed from our hands and faces, nor any attention whatever, except what each could render to himself in the way of twisting about to find an easy position and whisking the flies away from face and wound. As good fortune would have it, we did not have to suffer this disagreeable predicament very long, but long enough, nevertheless, to give us an insight into the great misery endured by soldiers left wounded and helpless upon a battlefield without succor, without a friend to soothe their dying agonies, which was often the case. To our great joy, we saw coming up the road intuitively feeling it was for our relief, a two-horse spring wagon with a man and a boy in it. They approached, stopped the wagon in the road opposite to us, dismounted, and coming to us with a smiling and benevolent face said, Ah, you are wounded, are you not? Thank God you have whipped the Yankees. I drove out this morning to see if I could not give assistance to our wounded braves. My wife put straw and blankets in the wagon. Hey, Johnny, drive the wagon around here, my son. He seemed to know so well what to do, and so bent on rendering what help he could. He went on cheering us up and arranging his wagon without giving us time to thank him or make any exclamation. But as he helped us one by one into his wagon, using a great deal of care and forethought for our comfort, he was given to understand that his kindness was duly recognized and appreciated. Major Barker, Sergeant Gale, and myself, with two or three infantrymen, were made somewhat comfortable in the wagon, three or four less wounded sitting up. When we started, the farmer produced a jug of water, a flask of whiskey, and a cup, which he said his wife had provided for the poor soldiers. These requisitions were refreshing and stimulating, but the water was sufficient for me while Sergeant Gale and some others pay their respects quite often and lavishly to the contents of the flask. Notwithstanding careful driving, 
the wagon would jolt sometimes and cause the wounded considerable pain. Having traveled five or six miles, we arrived at the city in the afternoon and was carried to St. James Hotel, which had been converted into a hospital, and were lodged on the second floor, in the large room to accommodate about twenty small beds, arranged ten on the side, with heads to the wall, in an aisle up the center. I was conveyed to the far end of the room, and placed in the bed on the left-hand side. The first thing in order of treatment, I was administered a dram of strong raw whiskey. It burned my throat as it went down, and I made a wry face. The matron, a kind, attentive, bright-faced young lady, said, Oh, you are not used to that. Never mind, it will do you good. I replied under a frown, So it may, but I don't fancy any more such fiery doses. She laughed and turned away to direct the next proceeding. Every piece of my clothes was stripped off. Clean undergarments were furnished and put on me. Face and hands washed, wound dressed, and food set before me. A cup of rye coffee, two slices of baker's bread, and a slice of tenderly stewed steak with gravy. This repast was far superior to our field rations and was eagerly dispatched. I then pulled the props from under my shoulders, stretched out under the white sheet, and dropped off into a sound sleep. Private John Hatton, 1st Maryland Confederate Battery.